there's no no big purple button today, folks. It is uh, as you'll see, it's just me on the webcam, and AJ, who is uh, in his home studio. In his home studio, we are attempting something a little special for this episode of Cruising the Planet. We are attempting to do a a long distance thing. What this might be able to do is change the entire format of the show uh, just for a bit uh, until this whole thing is over. I'm not one to gauge on how long it's going to take. I just know that we got things we got to do here. We just so, trust the experts and what they say. Let me introduce my guest. For those of you who have not been listening for a long time on the show, this is AJ. Hello. Now, AJ, you work at the station. Yes, I do. Um, I am the audio production director, if, you've, if you haven't been around. I record stuff. He records everything that is to be put on air and anything that's in uh, other digital media? I mean, just anything sound-related that's not music, essentially. Right. So that includes our PSAs, um, any voice work, stuff like that. Sound effects, snazzy bits. Now, uh, a few announcements at the beginning of the show. We are going to be in a bit of an interesting situation here. For those who already follow the Twitter account might notice, we have just started up a campaign today. So for you, that would have been running for one whole day already. You'll have noticed two days worth of tweets where every hour we're going to try and update the residents of Stephenville through our Twitter account. If you look up the, uh, the hashtag DineOutStephenville, then you will find those tweets along with information based on places that you can go eat, places that are still open due to the pandemic. I understand that uh, we're about to hit a no a no go situation. You know, do not leave your homes and such. But uh, not really understanding how that's going to play out. If you still need food or if you still need things, go to. Go to our Twitter for updates about places that are actually still open that you can go to in, you know, in a safe environment, in a safe way. So, And of course, takeout stuff and contactless delivery things. Right, exactly. It's actually a lot of local places that need help staying open, uh, depending on how we move into our shutdown here uh, in the local, local sector. And AJ, do you have any announcements? I was muted. <laughs> uh, do you have was, any announcements? Uh, stay safe. Wash your hands. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Okay. Uh, moving on from that, we have an interesting uh, sort of lack of funny things that have been happening around campus, uh, around, around the stage. Usually my segments are sort of based on interactions that I've had during... <laughs> Now we're breaking down the writing process, pulling back the curtain. Where I'm sitting and where this video is sort of being played out is my actual desk, not in any of the studios. This is where I sit and do all of my work for the videos that we produce, which have been put on pause for very obvious reasons. So and we actually get to see at, your face this time. Yes, you all get to see my face and you get to see the lobby. 
that no one else is allowed to be in because we're we're doing the no people thing. So I usually come up with fun topics and suggestions that happen whenever we're in our passing time of in between projects or during projects even we'll come up with fun ideas to talk about on the show for the week just a way to keep it sort of relevant and silly however everyone's at home so it's been very sombering and very tiring the conversations we've had of hey are you doing okay hey are you doing okay and this isn't a complaint this is just observation what i haven't heard is anyone recommending anyone else fun things to do other than Animal Crossing New Horizons. Which has been fantastic. All my Twitter. I don't own a Switch. My significant other does not also, also does not own a Switch. You are telling me that you do own a Switch, AJ. Uh, I do own a Switch. I haven't played it personally yet, but I've watched some gameplay. Mm-hmm. And if I had if I had money, which is currently a problem for a lot of people. Um, right. My other job was um, put on hold until, mm-hmm. you know, can't really play piano for a crowd if there's no crowd. So, right. um, you know, financial situation, a little bit tighter, but still okay. Um, hopefully the stimulus package that just passed will uh-huh. allow me the opportunity to do so, but I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. But from what I've seen online and the gameplay, I because I, I definitely want it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, it has seemed very interesting and very fun and very relaxing, which is what everybody needs right now. Definitely. So I don't know much of anything about the actual, like, game. I only ever play Dark Souls and Dark Souls-like games. <laughs> you going to tell me to get good now? No, not at all. Quite the contrary. (laughs) Stay away from my good games. (laughs) What I'm getting at is I have no idea. Is this new new one good? Is it better than the last one? It looks a lot like the others. What's the the point? I understand that's like the worst question you can ask, but I don't get it. I mean, it it makes sense. for Animal Crossing, the thing you have to understand mm-hmm. is it's like incremental. If you were to play the first Animal Crossing and the second Animal Crossing next yes. to each other, they'd essentially look like the same exact game, except with like, you know, graphic upgrades, um, uh, some other things. Uh, but yeah. like, I think someone made the observation that from I think it was New Leaf from Wild World, there was only like four new bugs added, and the basic idea is that you're literally put into debt because you own a house all right and then you have to pay off said house Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then uh the entire game is around this economy system using these things called bells and it's just you make things you catch bugs you sell them and you ruin an entire island economy uh ecological system by stealing bugs and offering them on the black market (laughs) obviously it's not put in that but if you if you think about it that way, it's a little bit messed up. <laughs> okay, but it's all like cutesy fun. Yeah, it's cutesy fun, relaxing stuff. Like, and that's the point of the game, right? The point right. of the game isn't to be this capital uh, eco terrorist. Uh, yes. Super, super, super. What, what what would I say? Super capitalist <laughs> eco. eco- uh, economy thing. It's just yeah, my, ecosystem eater. 
Yeah, my my complaint with the game is that everything requires like money to do. You know, there's nothing in the game like if you want to if you want to be artistic, you have to have bells, which requires you to do other things in the game, which you might not uh-huh. think are fun or tedious. Okay. And I think a lot of people have um the same problems with the Animal Crossing series. I mean, it's relaxing, it's definitely fun, but it's like a constant thing of it's either you don't have enough money or it puts you literally on a time clock. Mm-hmm. And I have to say for myself, there's nothing more boring in a game than saying, Oh, you have to wait 24 real hours before this said building gets put in or something like that. Okay. So, but for the most part, other than a little bit of like, I'd say those are nitpicky type things. Um, it's really fun. Yeah, I understand why someone might do that. I like to set up their game that way. Right, right. But um, it's like the interactions between you and your city, the city, your your other townsfolk, mm-hmm. being the mayor. And I understand that this one's on an island, so you're like setting up an island resort, it looks like, or something like that. So definitely a fun game to try out. Are we going to transition into other fun games to play potentially while we're on lockdown? Uh, yes, actually. The, so the main structure of this show, because I can't really do the normal stuff, even though you didn't even know there was a structure to the show audience, because <laughs> there kind of wasn't. It was all up to, to me. The, the idea is uh, recommending what to something to watch something to read something to listen to and something to play uh these are these categories are as loose as the rest of the show um but aj go ahead and give me one of those things and sell it to me give me an elevator pitch unlike how you just told me that in animal crossing i'm supposed to be the worst possible being (laughs) um i have to say if you're a strategy player total war okay um Total War Three Kingdoms or Total War um, Warhammer 2. Uh, definitely what you should be picking up right now. Okay. Um, and strategy game in what sense? Are we talking real-time strategy game? Not real-time strategy game. Uh, it can be played that way, and there actually are ways to play it. So it is a statecraft battle simulator game. Okay. So you are in charge of, let's say, I'm going to say Three Kingdoms, which I think we've talked about this before during work, but for those of you who don't know, Three Kingdoms is a uh, kind of mythological historical uh, story, the romance of the Three Kingdoms. It's how a, uh, a, um, a dynasty in China started. So uh, the, uh, I think it was called the Sima Dynasty. Well, what ended up happening was the Han Dynasty falls apart and all these warlords are trying to take over China. And basically every single warlord is like a superhuman okay obviously it's think of it like troy like troy might have happened but probably not no like the 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 story of troy and the 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 greek epic yeah in the The, beginning of the odyssey yeah so imagine that there was probably a city named troy that was probably taken over but it probably didn't happen the way that it was talked about this is the same way and essentially what I love about it is it takes my favorite parts of civilization, which is statecraft, uh, taking care of cities, worrying about an economy, um, diplomacy with other 
other nations and this like epic real-time war like simulate you get like giant armies where you can see each individual soldier in control okay. giant units and then these warlords who are just like like godlike figures who can take catapult uh and arrows to the face and not even flinch mm. so it, if you if you look it up online it's definitely a fun fun time Okay, so it's both a mixture of, oh, it's the complete war package. You get to both play as the hero of the game itself, in a sense. You play as the hero of your army, right, as right. well as an entire army. Yes, it is. And you, you, you basically fly over like a battlefield from like a bird's eye view, mm-hmm. and you get to control it. But you can press Alt-K on your keyboard and get like a cinematic camera view, too, which, has been, which yeah. is a really neat add-on. Sort of um, like an automated camera that'll show you the cool angles. Well, you you would make your own angles. It just it gives you like it gets rid of the HUD and it just shows like the fighting essentially. Now, does um, Dynasty Warriors play off of this concept? Dynasty Warriors is based off of the Romance of the Three Kingdoms, but they're not related. Okay, those so are separate IPs. Yeah, they're they're all based off the same legend, but they're not. Um, so they'll have the okay. same names, same characters, but uh in in total war you can play as like a nobody in the technical story yeah. and make them the emperor of china okay whereas so, in dynasty warriors are playing as predetermined large yeah. characters Which, larger if you, than life if you play dynasty warriors and ever wondered what if don Juo didn't die what if mm-hmm. i get to play as don Juo? Mm-hmm. then you could do that in total war okay so a, uh if a, you're more into sorry, the fantasy going. A high fantasy type thing. Okay. Uh, Warhammer 2 is the better choice for you. You can play okay. as elves, uh, rat creatures, goblins, you know, the works. And mm-hmm. you get magical spells that can change the tide of the battle, essentially. And it's another Total War game? Mm-hmm. Uh, so those, there are separate games, or they're both on like a Total War package? They're separate games, but they all use the same launcher, and they both, they'll play the same, not they'll play the same but they aren't the same game essentially okay it's kind of like going from civilization 5 to civilization 6 it's still a civ game but yeah they're the same type of game but they are yeah. not the same game right mechanics are different uh, some things will theme play differently. is different as well Char- yeah obviously characters are different this if one you- plays more into magic yes um if you're more into a casual uh you're not feeling like doing Minecraft, but you want something a little bit similar. I'll I'll pull I'll pull out an older game, Terraria. Fantastic. Ah. Uh, they just did their final update, so um, if finished? you haven't, I think so. It's it the update was called Journey's End, so mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's their We're final, done. yep, final active development of the game. Uh-huh. I'm not too sure on that, but uh, it is. I just got back into it, and it is still as fun as it was before. Okay, nice. And Terraria, the reason you brought up Minecraft was the point of Terraria is a two-dimensional uh, builder-style game that uses blocks. and it, That you mine. That you mine. Yeah. And it's, it's like a 2.5D design world that has a very expansive sort of lore and adventure that you can go and hunt out on your own if you'd like. 
Am I yeah, clear? yeah. Like it's just if you're looking for something more relaxing, but still as action packed, not and more action packed than Animal Crossing, and you don't have a switch, obviously. Yeah, I would say Terraria. Ah, uh, yes. Um, what are these platforms that they the uh, listeners would need? Uh, Total War is a PC game, so um, if you're a PC gamer, uh, that's where you're probably gonna go. Um, Total War is not available on anything else. Animal Crossing is Switch only. Terraria is basically on almost everything, like 360 like cross platform. Yeah, yeah, it's got a lot of stuff. Um. Oh, it's going to be older stuff because it is an older game, but it they is. have been updating it. Now so. available for PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. There we go. Oh, never mind. So fully updated and fully available for almost anything. Like Skyrim, it can run on your toaster. <laughs> Speaking of Skyrim, play modded Skyrim. Just just do it. Like Everyone yeah. knows the original story of Skyrim. Just add in dragons that look like Thomas the Train Engine. There's no need to play Skyrim. It's fine. <laughs> but um, definitely uh, some games worth playing. So big onto video games, AJ. On yes. Your end. I'm, I'm going to recommend gamer. I'm going to recommend a couple of dice and paper games for oh, okay. anyone who's going maybe like doesn't want to run the electricity up too high or doesn't want to have to purchase anything super expensive and new. That which is fair. <laughs> Perfectly fair. Also, like. What if you want to just play with, well, what if you want to play with your family and the people you're locked in with? You don't have to invite anyone over for this. There is a book out that can be found relatively cheap. It's about, I think it was $15 when I last looked. This is the most expensive one, I promise. All right. It is called Fun Games to Play in Your Head. It's produced, uh, it's, a, it's a, actually a very old title. I'll pull up the exact information real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been re redone uh, on all the rule sets and updated by a bunch of guys who went out and purchased the rights to the game to these games themselves and Ooh. put them together into a single book collection. Fun games to do your head. The idea is oh messed it up. So it's it's called t- 10 games to play in your head by yourself. And of course, if you have like a webpage up right now, you can definitely share the screen. We can show the audience. I can share the screen, can't I? Yep. It, it's fine, actually. I'm running through so many links just to get to this. Okay, so it is called Top 10 Games You Can Play in Your Head by Yourself. By yourself? Uh, yes, paperback says that it'll be available to ship in one to two days if you get purchased me on Amazon. Now, Again, that might not be the most um, responsible thing. So sort of ask around if someone has already gotten one of these or make it your uh, top top lesson or top thing to get. It was um, put together and edited by Sam Gorski and DF Lovett. It is considered the second edition. They took a bunch of older games by the gentleman of J. Theophartus Bartholomew, who created the original mind games, and they updated them for a bit more involved single-person thing. Mm. There, so there's that. Then, if you do have access to internet, the entirety of the Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition is out on PDF 
somewhere. I don't know exactly where, but you can piece the rules together for to create a character and yep. find a way to call up all of your local friends and play a game of Dungeons and Dragons with them. Now's the time to do it, quite honestly. Um, if I may make some suggestions, go ahead. Roll Twenty is a wonderful online platform. Um, also, uh, if you listen to our Planetary Overload episode on RPGs, we do provide some links and. There is the basic rule set for a lot of RPGs available on their website. So for uh, Dungeons and Dragons, you'll be looking at uh, Wizards of the Coast, and they provide the basic rule sets for free online. And obviously, there's also the more gray area websites, but I will not be endorsing those. So, uh, of course. Um, so the the reason that I throw out tabletop uh, role playing games is because we're entirely done with the Satanic Panic. I hope. Uh, and D&D I'm sorry, what? Is cool again. Are you not familiar with the Satanic Panic? Oh, that's that was the whole. Um, there was that one like book series thing. I, they're like leaflets. Where mm-hmm. am I on the right track? Oh, finish your thought. I have no idea what you're on about. The like there back in the 80s, there was this guy who wrote like religious leaflets. Um about like the evils of certain like pop culture things and that was why a lot of people uh thought dungeons and dragons was satanic but might be wrong there are you talking about the the there's a jontron episode on it darkest dungeon leaflets yeah that sounds about right so um yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, at the height that that all came out at the height of the um, at the middle of the Satanic Panic. It was basically an era where anything that was to be considered demonic, it wasn't even like to be considered demonic. Anything that dealt with good and evil in one way or another mm-hmm. uh, that put your char- a character up against something that could possibly be considered an evil force and you had a chance of losing to it was considered part of the... Sa- was pushing with the bad guys of the Satanic Panic. Gotcha. You know, in Dungeons & Dragons, you are allowed to play as an evil character. So it was considered an evil game. Even though and you can definitely die to evil characters. Yeah, you can I have very, a lot of dead characters. <laughs> you can most certainly die to evil characters. And so sort of an, a, a broken internal logic that I, I would say in the religious community and in the traditionalist community is this sort of false pretense where you would come in and say, ah, these, uh, these things, they let you be evil. If you're a good person, you wouldn't even allow yourself to be evil in a game. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's sort of this, like, they forced their own law, internal logic onto the real world when that's not what the real world actually is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it caused a lot of problems, but we're done with that for the most part. D&D's cool now. It's part of the cool nerds group, even. A million podcasts and live streams about it. So... Go find the starting systems for Dungeons and Dragons Fifth Edition. It's the most recent edition. It's one that everyone's playing. I personally love the system. I create a ton of characters in it and never get a chance to play them because, oh, we have a new challenger. We're getting a connection. Hello, Cole. 
can't hear you. Have you muted yourself? She might still be connecting to uh, computer audio. There is a chance. Uh, hang on. It looks like I have some options here. Oh, go ahead. Mm, mm. Nothing here yet. I can see you. I can see you moving around. Oh. Mute, unmute. Try uh, unplugging and plugging your headphones in. Could be your headphones. Oh, I'm hearing stuff now. What about now? Yes. There we go. Welcome. Yay. Hello, I'm very Cole. Yellow. You right. come from you come to us inside a jar of honey. Yes. For, um, for the for podcast listeners, Cole has just joined in on the episode and she is incredibly yellow. I assume you have iridescent light bulbs. Yeah, it's whatever the school provides, really. <laughs> oh, of course, of course. You uh you live in the apartment complexes, yes? Yes, yes, yeah. I do. So the, the on campus apartments. We were just talking about uh, things to play on as we run down the recommendations because, as you might know, the show is a little bit topsy-turvy right now because yes. we can't recommend local things for people to do, especially with the most recent um, shutdown announcement. Right. So we're saying what I'm trying to put together a list of what people can do while they're out. Uh, AJ just recommended a bunch of video games. I'm recommending a couple of fun tabletop games to play with friends that are not super crazy uh I, I think i've sort of finished up the D D thing yeah AJ? yeah i think so too i think you got it the, the last thing i'd like to recommend to everybody is called roll for shoes it has seven rules i can read them to you like super fast i will also uh run a link in the description of the podcast and of the YouTube video because I love the idea of the game so much. It's super cool. It's just rollforshoes.com to go and grab the list along with a whole bunch of uh, forum scenarios to get you started. So the first rule says, say um, what... Ethan, yep. may I have, do an aside here? Uh, do we have a, a way to record Cole? I do not think she uh, has oh. a way to record herself. Cole, do you have Audacity on that laptop? You don't. Um, okay. Are we recording this this audio off of this video? Uh, this video recording does have an audio. All like right. The so whole we'll just, video itself will export. We'll just have to live with the slightly less... Yeah, we'll live with a lower quality version for now, but yeah, it's fine. This yeah, for some reason, my my computer at the moment, while I was trying to get it, would not download mm -hmm. Audacity. Mm -hmm. um, so I've been working on that. That's all right. We'll get you all set up, and you're going to have a, a nicer mic soon. It's already yes. on its way, right? Yes. So quality is only going to continue from here. The main goal of this episode was to see if we can even get everybody together, and that's already <laughs> worked. So now we can worry about production. Woo. Will I you? am going to sign off here, guys. I got some stuff oh. I need to get doing. Um, All right. But Perfectly fine. Now that Nicole is here, she can take my spot as the guest. Yes, so. and I can talk to her about bowling for shoes. <laughs> have fun, guys. You have a good day. Jay. Bye.
Now you're stuck with me. <laughs> so cold. First off, yes. you're, you're late. I am sorry. <laughs> no, it's, sorry. it's perfectly fine. You already told me you're going to be late, so it's all right. Yes. And if we were in the normal setup, you'd have just walked in in the middle of conversation. That's fine. Because yes. it's a casual show. I open up the meeting room and everyone just kind of walks in as they can. It's cool. Uh, I would like to let you know, though, we definitely have a ghost. It's in the kitchen. What? There's straight up a ghost in the kitchen. No way. Are you like, like can I you was, see a visual form or is it just no, like. No, but I, when I'm not, when I'm like walking around, it'll make noise. I'll come and check and everything's like holding its breath silent. Like there's a tension in the room. I'll leave, makes another noise. So ah! I'll be working <laughs> on some paranormal investigation over here. Uh, just keeping everyone updated, ooh, ooh. listeners. As you might know, paranormal you can go back into old episodes. Video. Like I don't have time. Style. I don't have time to make that. Aw, like when we're done with this, we're gonna have so many video ideas. Yeah. Uh, audience, if you don't know, Cole is the per is my partner for working on video stuff at work. She's the one who is as yes. you can, as you've seen in most of the videos, if not all. And has also helped me write script and direct them. Yes, it's I'm a joint effort. No. <laughs> Certainly. Um, I'm going to talk about this now because that hurts. Yes, sorry. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't have enough time to like bully you. Like it's been To bully weeks. me? Yes. Yeah, no. Well, no, no, you saw. Ethan time. <laughs> okay. We did see each other in the dollar yes, store. We, we both were masked up. I was gloved up. And Cole was it able to turn to her awesome. friend and just like go, bully. And I was like, I can't even get rid of it here. I'm out. Bye. So you were <laughs> able to, you got your kicks in. Come on now. I did. I did. It was the Kendall situation again. I stop. I roll for shoes. Let me tell you the rules of the game because <laughs> okay. it's supposed to be easy. All right. All right. Rule one, say what you do and roll a number of D6s. If the sum of your roll is higher than the opposing roll, the thing you want it to happen, happens. The number of D6s you roll is determined by the level of skill you have. At start, you have only one skill, do anything level one. If you roll all sixes, you get a new skill specific to the action one level higher than the one you use. Is it starting to make sense and build on itself? For every roll you fail, you get one XP. XP, XP can be used to change a die into a six, any one of them, for only for advancement purposes, not to make it a better roll, but let's say you have three experience, you roll for you roll two die you change you can change them both to sixes to gain a new skill at level three but you still fail the roll mm -hmm. that's all of the rules as you might like... as you might know dungeons and dragons or yes. call of cthulhu the older style games have a million pieces of paper that you have to keep up with and you have to literally learn two to five books worth of material i mean Pathfinder 3.5. Am I right, fellas? Oh, gosh. You've seen, because you saw all of AJ's stuff. Yes, yes, I did. So, Roll for Shoes is literally He's seven not rules. Pathfinder, though. Huh? He doesn't like Pathfinder, though. That's fine. It's what it, 
it's fine. Pathfinder's okay. It's for people who didn't want to stop pay, playing 3.5. I get it. I totally understand. If you love 3.5, which it's cool, you would play Pathfinder, but like the homebrew group in 5e mm. is more powerful than 3.5. <laughs> yes, we have bad people, but so do you. So it's fine. Like it doesn't matter. It's whatever you're comfortable with. Meanwhile, roll for shoes. Nobody's peddling that puppy, and they have a website. Oh, how good is the website, though? It's purple and gray. It's got very comfortable text, some good is it lettering. Like Montana's website, because dang. He, I work there. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. I'm literally building our like the station's website, and I I, I work at both. You don't have to do this to me. <laughs> but have you seen that one? <laughs> no, I'm not going to. Are you kidding me? What do I do? Okay. Have you ever read an H.P. Lovecraft? Uh, no, never read, but heard of. You like you understand the concept? This unknowable knowledge, like knowledge yes. that only hurts you. Yeah. That that website is Lovecraftian knowledge to me have you only. Seen their Facebook? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why would I? Because it's bad. <laughs> I work at, I work there, dude. Why would I go in to look at their website and then be like, hey man, your website's bad. And they'll be like, no, our website's bad. And I'll be like. Not with the pronouns that they use on the Facebook page. It's fine. I'm sorry. So roll for shoes. Grab yes. a couple of D6s and play up some scenarios with your friends. Here are a couple of fun scenarios. They have four of them. On their thing, uh, one of them is about monsters. Another one involves kitchen chaos in a fantasy setting. Another one is a, a horror genre where there's yes. zombies. Yes. Uh, another one is sci-fi. It's called Powered Shields. So there you go. You got like four whole days of dancing around, and then any any part of that adventure. Because the the idea is that each session is its own campaign in a way. Because at the end, you have like a million skills that are completely useless. I watched one game where it was a bunch of imps trying to escape hell. And by the end, one guy had VHS handling three, VCR handling four. Uh, the other one was like taco stand management two. Like every yes. time the you skills know, get more specific. No, yeah. that Well, that was the point is like this person ran, ran a mobile Taco Bell. <laughs> See how fun these sessions are? Yes. Like that, all of that can exist in Roll for Shoes because it's the most, it is the most least rules. Yes. It's great. It's, it's probably enjoy. the perfect RPG system. <laughs> so cool. The, yeah. I told you sort of the concept of this is what to watch, what to read, what to listen to, what to play. So far, we've almost made it through the whole episode talking only about what to play. Um, yeah. Do you have any recommendations for what to watch, read, or listen to? And I'll hit you mm. back with some of my own. I want an elevator pitch. Well, don't just drop it at me. Oh, jeez. Okay, don't raise my anxiety like that, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. I have trauma responses to elevator pitches. <laughs> what? Uh, just a PR class. That's what I was... So, so the classes you take have hurt Yes. You, is what you're saying. Have well, not helped you. They have assisted me in my career, yes. But at the However, cost of your soul. <laughs> yes. How many deals <laughs> how many deals have you made for charisma boosts? Too many. 
Oh no. <laughs> I can start if that makes it easier for you. Well, okay. So I have one that mm-hmm. I've started. I have has I have started a new podcast. Right? Oh, fun. Yeah. And honestly, it was to go to sleep at night because, you know, I'm not really good with quiet stuff. Yeah. So I got to have some noise. And Parker mm-hmm. doesn't like the TV on. So I was like, okay, I must figure out something to listen to and not bother yeah. him. That okay. also isn't like 80s rock hits. Right. Not going to like go to sleep to rock hits, right? Because my heart would give out. <laughs> you would just, you would fall asleep and you'd just be like, Ugh. Yeah. You'd wake up wired as heck and just like, Ugh. <laughs> I'm so ready. But I looked up fantasy podcasts because I really okay. like uh, uh, the fantasy genre and monsters and stuff like that. Yeah, you're and a nerd. Totally. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Be offended <laughs> by my statement. Why do you, how no. does it just not work? Oh, we're, ah, I'm a nerd. It, it's something I have come to accept. Well, that's great. Yes. So it's the main one that I uh, found and I was really interested in because I enjoy water is <laughs> I enjoy the ocean. Okay. It's called the Leviathan Chronicles. Okay. Uh, so far it's, I think it's two books, but they made it out of, out of podcasts. They yeah. uh, have chapters as episodes. Yeah. Uh, there's a podcast out that does something similar where a, an author created a bunch of books. It's called Parahuman Worm. And it's Ooh. a bunch of fan written podcast episodes. Not fan written, but fan voice. Oh, yeah. This, so it's a whole uh, genre. Yeah. In, the, in the description, it's like 30 different voice actors voice these things. And it, it's decently big and it has a decent amount of money to it I can tell by production mm-hmm. um, but it, it really grabs you in the beginning I'm only on chapter one because I just started it but yeah. it starts underwater in uh, a Japanese submarine okay and it it starts to go into finding an underwater world of immortals and stuff like that so the submarine so, super is, cool the submarine is traveling through an Atlantis yeah basically got it and they're immortals and stuff like they are transcendent beings they were human and now aren't or maybe there's just way more i think it's gonna go into like way more than that okay at least i'm hoping there's a lot of chapters so i'm very excited nuts cool yes so if you want to just kill some time Mm -hmm. and you're really into fantasy and maybe the ocean maybe immortal vampire type things yeah definitely and, and mystery yes and detective too yes not a thriller no more of a slow burn yeah okay i'll hit you back with another with a podcast recommendation it's called the other stories it is in fact a break away from what you're doing instead of one long large formatted story that's a lot of production in it it every episode is a short story written by a small team of writers what they'll do at the beginning of the month is they'll set a theme and then every writer writes a short story for the theme the to fit it it's okay. a one word theme so it's it'll be like witches deities uh money death smells uh, literally any any sort of topic they've covered so far um and they continue to work it's it's amazing 
and there's four writers and so there'll be four episodes a month. Uh, they're about 20 to 30 minutes long and then and they're produced by a group called Hawking Cleaver which is a, an author's uh, a company way out in the UK and it is all horror stories. Um, very obvious that I, I would yes. talk about it. Of course. Uh, they are expand. They're only expanding more and more. So the episodes are only getting better and better. And the the ones that I would recommend, person, like you can recommend you. It's one of those shows where you can recommend like specific episodes yeah. to to your friends, and they can hear them. Just be like, oh. Uh, one of the ones I'd recommend was in the deities. Um. It was in the deity season. Like topic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was in the deity season. That whole season is good. And the robot season was also good. And there was two other episodes specifically. One of them was the smells season, which was, a, a I believe it was the one episode about the French um, aromatician. He was really good. Interesting. The way they wrote the story and the way they were able to produce the story to be in second person is awesome. Whoa! Yeah, no, these hey. guys, these, these guys are like I love breaking, stuff like that. These guys like break the mold constantly. They're always like upping the game and bettering themselves in their own craft. No, one hundred percent. Coming from a religious background, if you watch the deities episodes, it's gonna be weird. And like one of them are good, but the one I don't want to spoil it because it's a, a yeah. legitimate twist that I did not see coming whatsoever. But that whole season, you just got to listen to it. The robot up, there's a robot uprising season that is in second person, which was really early on that they they still think it's their best episode because the amount yeah. of of audio production that went into it is really good. Yeah. They did a lot of post work on the voice, and so it's very in character. And then the ghost, there's a ghost season, but the ghost, the twist is, I don't want to spoil the twist, but the concept is that it's a future war and the soldier gets her ghost from, it, she sees her own ghost from like six minutes oh. in the future. And oh. the ghost is like, don't watch out. That. Yeah, like yeah. watch out. We're going this way now, watch out. But obviously like things happen and you're kind of in a bit of a brain fuzz until the very end and it's just like oh come on <laughs> it's very good oh, like they're constantly pulling twists or they some of the ones where they don't pull a twist the best episodes are the ones where you don't they don't really pull a twist they just kind of let you twist yourself up yeah like those are the good ones it doesn't actually happen but you're like whoa that yeah, could happen like, is that going to happen yeah uh, also, there are ones where it's like, there never was a twist. We said it was this from the very beginning. And you're sitting there like, you dogs. You absolute dogs. <laughs> you, you caught me. I can't believe you tricked me. You let me trick myself. I can't believe it. That sounds amazing. It's awesome. They have, let me check how many seasons they have. And uh, you can start figuring out, recommending something to watch or read. Mm. see. Okay. Um, I don't usually recommend like holiday movies outside of the holidays uh -huh. but i recently watched while you were sleeping again oh yeah and i made parker watch it so okay. it's amazing i love sandra bullock's acting she's amazing and 
I don't know. I think it's a very good feel good movie for right mm-hmm. now, especially with all the negative stuff that's going around. So yeah, no, definitely. That's that's the whole point. Yeah, I mean, so this is some is a movie to watch. You said yes, it's a movie to watch. All right. I know for sure it was on Netflix at one point, and I know it's on Disney mm-hmm. Plus now. So, I, so I'm sure you can a, find it somewhere. It's a Disney live action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, it's not animated. It's live action. What's the pitch? All right, so you get the girl at the train station. Parents have died, you know, because that's what, I'm in every bored. Disney movie. <laughs> I am bored out of my mind already. Is it a slow intro while the credits are rolling to the train station? Yeah. I'm done. Well, no. <laughs> I'm checked out. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm cooking popcorn in the Okay, wild, so it, it begins with her as a little girl and uh, and her dad talking about how her mom gave him the world. And it's like this globe light. And then it just goes into the train station motif. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bored. Wait, well, train station motif. This isn't white elephants. What? Are you not familiar with the short story, a white elephant? I mean, I've heard the concept of white elephant, but that's not. I don't think well, that's what you're saying now. No, it's an awful short story that technically never says anything bad, but it's about a very sour subject. Oh. Uh, we'll talk about it. Later. It's not yes. something I recommend to read. Actually, do not. <laughs> don't take that as a. Re- if you want to, you can. It's like more the more the merrier. But you're not. Once you figure it out, you're not going to want to read for like a week. Oh. It's one of the right. saddest stories that like is never told. Ooh, no. I've had one hard cry, like truly like the worst cry I've ever had almost yeah. from a book and oh. couldn't go back. Couldn't go um, back. My book, my hard cry for a book was Where the Red Fern Grows. Oh. Uh, you familiar with that one? I don't read things like that or watch things that make me cry like that. It was read to us in, oh, fourth, in no. fourth grade. Oh, I hate the school mandated book. It's, Although 1984 thing, though, was pretty good, I I enjoyed 1984. 1984 um, sucked. Ouch. So, because it was yeah. unrealistic. I read A Brave New World instead, like an adult. Oh, see, they didn't give me that option, but I've heard that one's better. It's it's not that it's better. It's that it follows a more realistic approach of government, which is like convincing you that it's good instead of just yeah. telling you it's good. Which, like, a functioning person is just turns and says, oh, yeah, that's, the, that's how that would work. That's how it would actually end up going if it happened. Yeah, but movie. Right. Fun movie. Fun movie. My movie? That you were... Yes. Yes. <laughs> He's giving me this look like, where did you go? Sorry. Uh, yes, my movie, it's, it's actually a romantic comedy. You know, she starts out liking one guy, then he kind of flips, and the guy falls in front of a train. What? <laughs> it took him a second. <laughs> you said yes. this was a good movie? It is. No, it's He's not. He's only in a coma. That's not how trains work. <laughs> well, she saved him. Yeah, she jumped on the tracks and saved him. And so then, how did he fall? What put him in a coma? The fall onto the tracks. He hit his head. Okay. Yes. And that didn't electrocute him? 
No. <laughs> I guess it should have. <laughs> this movie defies logic, but it's funny, and it has Sandra Bullock in it, so plus one. Okay. Yes. I just Whatever. have, I'm biased because I love Sandra Bullock. But Whatever it's you a say. Good movie. Uh, oh, I did watch Bird Box on your recommendation. Oh, you did? It's fine. You, okay. Like, I get it that you could make an argument for it being an Eldridge abomination thing, but also it wasn't the most compelling film. Like, it wasn't a compelling, it didn't go about what it wanted to go about very compelling. It didn't show her reluctancy as much as it needed to for taking care of these children. Because it like, like it starts off, no, no real spoiler, this thing was talked about for a million years, but okay. If you want to go watch Bird Box, go find it on Netflix or a Redbox somewhere. Uh, wipe your hands before you do. Okay, spoiler alert. She's going to that abortion clinic in the beginning, so we're like, okay, we get it. She doesn't want to have the kid. But then she immediately, and not immediately, but like pretty soon in, starts living with this guy and it just names them boy and girl and like just starts raising these kids. Like it's part, like it's a thing to do. Well, what else would you have her do? Bounce. Leave the kids? She was going to drop that child anyway. Like, not leave the kids, but show more of an emotional turmoil of keeping these kids alive in this dangerous area. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, her, we have no idea why she was going to go in for an abortion in the beginning. We just know that she had made up her mind. She was all, all the way there, right? Yeah, yeah. Then she's put into a hard spot. She starts becoming a pretty cool mom for these kids. And realistically, it was the dad character. I forget his name, but it was the, the father character yes. who was doing a lot more of the being cool dad to it. Yes. And he's lost. And then she takes the kids with her. But I think if we had done a lot more internal monologue and struggle showing, um, showing you could show an interesting level of a mother's struggle internally during hardship to help keep a family together. Because we don't see a lot of that. We don't see a lot of the real aspects of like, mom worked all day, then comes home and works, then cooks food, then stays up and works. You don't see that outside of like Folgers ads. That was a really good chance to show that. And then at the end be like, you're not my children, but you are, you're your own people now. And I didn't want dependence, but you are your own things. You have grown in this situation. So you want you wanted to see more of a disconnect between them? I wanted like more a, of a... What's up? Well, you kind of see the disconnect in the naming in the first place. Yes. But you think she had too many feelings for them at the end? I think not at the end. I think she had too many feelings from them the instant we see them. Okay. Because... She, like, if she, obviously, like, you're in a very dire situation where put, everything's pushed to the extremes, right? Of, like, you can't even look at something or you'll either die or go crazy. Right. Which is a dangerous situation. So you fall back on only what you know and what you have. But I think it should be interesting. The children aren't, are unable to fend for themselves in the beginning and they are not super useful. I think we need to see her walk through because she was a very logical person when she went yes. through her plans and stuff. 
yeah a logical person would walk through the stages of like i like no emotional attachment i walked everything through and then show if you wanted to have emotional attachment by the end of it show that growth show the the advancement over the course of the film as the children show themselves as well they grow she grows grow together almost like a scene where she maybe is trying to decide whether to leave them or not or yeah Yeah. or perhaps like she perhaps you see in like her own personal writings of like if i if i do care for them i would i would kill them yeah you know know, in your like they are being put in like put to raise they're being raised into a world that they have no chance of surviving in steel these sort of concepts she was already at the life or death stage in the very beginning how whatever your views are she was obviously comfortable to some degree going to have to an abortion clinic having that complicated conversation already she was to some level prepared for that i want to i wanted to see more of that decision like why she made that decision in the first place yes like what her feelings were yeah yeah instead we're just shown a very poor description of how the world, how that world works, and then more of an emotional investment into characters that get killed and are dangerous. Mm. Which, do you think that would be? Do you think that would have been even possible with all the other stuff they included? They would have to remove stuff, obviously. Like we're talking about time and removal of certain scenes. Yeah. But you don't need the sacrifice scene at the grocery store. You can mm. just sort of say. You can just very easily short, like we've seen enough disaster movies, you can just sort of shortcut the, we've lost people along the way. And you just change locations every time you lose a person. And you have someone bring up the chance of like, we can't keep moving, we keep losing people. And every time they move, the children are more and more grown up and she is more and more one way or the other with them. Hmm. You get me? Yeah. All right. That could have been more interesting. But then again, that's a bit more of like a Mad Max movie where it's like transition over time. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that's my very quick micro review. Uh, We might start start doing more of those micro reviews. Yes. Get it in 10 minutes. This is what I want you to change about your movie. Because I am smarter than the entire industry. No, that's not right. That's not true. Okay. Do you have a recommendation for what to uh, read? Read. While you're thinking that up, I'll run them with what to watch. Yeah. So I would recommend watching the, what's it called? I just forgot it. Cool. (laughs) I'm assuming it's a horror thing. You don't know me. I totally do. (laughs) I'm coming up with something different. (laughs) No, I was looking on... um, Netflix a while ago, putting together a list of horror films for Jake, and I came across The Autopsy of Jane Doe, something I had to Oh my god! It's so good, isn't it? Yes! It's... Wow! Okay. Wow! The only down part, the only bad part of the film, we'll save it for next week, actually. I'll I'll add in a a 10-minute review section. Micro-review for Jane, The Autopsy of Jane Doe. Yeah, check it out. All right, tune in next week. The yeah, micro review. I'm pinning it in now. I'm gonna have to rewatch it now so I can help you with your micro review. Yeah. Um, Bird Box has been a while. 
think I only watched it once. Sandra Bullock. She does what? Didn't she do another movie? I haven't seen uh, the movie, but I've been recommended Annihilation. Was that Sandra Bullock? I don't recognize that title. Well, interesting thing. uh, Films will be completely made, and then uh, no one will tell you that they're made. Like, the the people will forget marketing is part of the, the process. The process as well. Natalie Portman, my bad. Uh, Different thing. Um, this looks amazing. Why haven't I seen it yet? <laughs> oh, the body horror alone. But it's like natural body horror. Like a lot of bright, flowery colors. Interesting. Awesome. That dude turns into a portal. <laughs> An excited Ethan face. This just happened. Oh, jeez. Like, there's like plant people, or is it evolution? It's called Annihilation. It's called Annihilation. Uh, a couple of the promos show a lot of like flowery, spacey stuff. Um, it's got, it's got uh, features. Natalie Portman seems to be focused on like some nature stuff's going on here some some like animals and monsters cool uh, it looks like it's on hulu on hulu there you go go check it out on hulu i am actually totally gonna watch this, this i am really gonna cool. watch this because it looks super <laughs> sick but getting back to the point at hand uh yes. the autopsy of jane doe it uh it's it's so good. If you like if, horror. If you're into horror, it is definitely one that you got to watch. The only part that doesn't fit together is their explanation right at the end. But it doesn't even get to that part until halfway in. Mm. And we'll, we'll talk about it next week. Yes, so, micro-review. My, Ethan's micro-review next week. So, Autopsy of Jane Doe. Uh, it opens up and there, a, a body has been discovered. And a, an entire house seems to have murdered itself. In the middle of the house, dug about six feet down into the dirt, into the foundation, is a completely uninjured naked lady. (laughs) Who's dead. You had a hard time saying that. (laughs) I didn't know if I wanted to just be like, cadaver, which is like the least human way to say that. But then I took my time, and so it messed it all up. And so it went naked lady. Naked lady is found underneath it. So there's a, the the body is taken to a father-son duo uh, coroners, and they are investigative coroners and um, after post-mortem autopsies. I don't know the exact title. I think I said it correctly, but they've been doing it for gen- – it's a generational thing. So underneath their house is where they work, this small town group. And uh, police chief – Somehow Fox, managed to have, like, a very – Technically, like it's a huge kind of bottom basement area. Yeah, their whole basement is their office, and they live right on top of it. I don't know, but that just shocks me. It's just huge and like has an elevator and all of this. But it's an old elevator and it's an old stairs, so I'm cool with it. (laughs) 
also, long as it looks like an antique, it's fine. Yeah, because, well, here's the rule. The rule of four is if it's old, it can break, so we're cool with it. <laughs> as That's long as it breaks at some point, we're as good. As long as it has the ability to break, it's cool. It makes sense. Any of it's allowed as long as it has. That's actually like literally an unspoken rule of horror. It's like if it can break, we're cool with it. Otherwise, the fans will be like, mm, sounds like you kind of gave them an out there, didn't you, writers? It's like doors, you can split them with an axe. As long as you have an axe somewhere near wooden doors, you're good. Metal doors, okay. That doesn't work. Blowtorch. Blowtorch. Boom. Like is, <laughs> if there's a, as long as there's a solution for every problem so that nowhere is safe. We're cool. Horror writers are cool with it. So this body is discovered. This whole family has seems to have killed itself is the uh, illusion they're making. And the police need the autopsy report done up by uh, the next morning so that they can get... Get ahead so of the can news, tell, basically. They can get ahead of the news, basically. So the yeah. police is like, please do an all-nighter. I literally need you. Otherwise, we're going to have writers up everyone. Uh, and with that, it was, uh, it starts off pretty average. They start, you know, going into her, but at, the more and more they go into her, the more layers they reveal. And as the, it, the plot itself begins to layer, uh, supernatural events occur. Super it's great. Good. It's great. Super good. The only part is they wrote themselves into a hole and it's obvious where it happens. And it makes me upset because you could, they could have done it really well. We'll talk about that next time because I want to know what you think. It, it's like the one little bit that gets me. <laughs> so I'll keep it in my notes. Something to yes. read, Cole. Uh, we are coming up uh, on an hour of the show. Just a heads up. Yeah. If, if you need to leave, it's perfectly fine. I'm good for right now. I'm honestly really trying hard to think of something to read because I haven't really read in a very long time. Well, then I'll recommend you what I recommended Jake last yes. week and we'll call it quits. So yes. uh, I am interested in graphic novel style comic books. So totally. there is a book series out currently called Kill Six Billion Demons. I recommend it to you specifically because I think you'd really enjoy it. It has Have a website. Ever, it has a website. Have you ever heard awesome. of Winona Earp? Winona Earp. Let me Google that. Because oh, like just hard, the okay. the the kill six hundred or six what something six demons six billion demons yeah okay. that just I reminds me of Winona Earp and I that's like seventy seven demons but what's Winona Earp walk me through the spelling Winona Earp is a oh no, uh, the spelling the spelling how do I spell that W Y W Y okay N N yeah E no. No. Oh no. N N A. W Y N O N N A. Oh, it's a YouTube. No, no. a Netflix. It's a Netflix uh, original, I believe. Looks like it. No. Yeah, I think so. I haven't seen anything about. It's a western. Similar to a western, but not exactly. So, if you've western. seen Tombstone and you've seen Wyatt Earp then you'll know a Tombstone. little bit about how it might go about. It's and on season four. Yes, I'm so excited for season four. So, Wynona oh, looks Earp like there, looks like is a descendant. Oh, that's good. Sorry, Chief. So, Wynona Earp is a descendant of Wyatt Earp, 
wider yeah yes and as some some people may know Wyatt Earp uh was a pretty famous lawman mm-hmm. I wouldn't call yeah. him like a, a cop or anything no he was actually a lawman yeah he was he was a lawman and all and... his brothers were killed so he threw his badge and started buffaloing people exactly so, he sorry. killed a lot of people he buffaloed people before yes then his brothers died I can and walk then... you through the whole thing if you gave me about 30 minutes yes well love westerns the whole setup is that during this time of Wyatt Earp, he killed 77 people. Mm. And then and then a demon mm. <laughs> cursed him. As one does. And his family. Oh, that's too far. Yeah, and his family. And so every, um, every generation, there will be an Earp heir. And that heir has to kill all all of the 77 again 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 oh and those 77 rise up each time and are demons called revenants well that's boring (laughs) like for them you know what i mean like they died and they're just like oh off i go to be like to be judged they go to hell and yeah all of them go to hell sounds like they all went downhill so they like i guess that if you're in hell you like every 40 years you get a chance to like pop around and be like hey what's going on yeah the, and the thing is that not all of the heirs have been able to kill all 77 because supposedly Ooh. if you kill all 77 the curse is broken so no one has done it oh but winona but winona is, is like i'm going to do it so every okay my family so in the beginning of this uh everybody every herb kind of knows that this is a thing Yes. Or it's more okay. So it's like Every a fam- like a family secret. They're yes. all in on it. Yes. But no okay. one else really knows about the revenants. The within the family or out just in general? Outside. So it's so, like super like supernatural. Yes. Where only the brothers really know what's going on. Yeah, except it's confined to what's it's confined to what's called the Ghost River Triangle. Yeah. That's where all the supernatural stuff happens. That's a location, physically? Yes. Okay. And uh, if you really like Doc Holliday from Tombstone or Wyatt Earp movies, mm-hmm. Doc Holliday actually makes an appearance and is one of the main characters on the show. But he didn't die. He died, be- he died to consumption, which was the old-timey way of saying tuberculosis. In this version of events, he was actually put in a well and cursed by a witch because of something that Wyatt did and that's not cool <laughs> yeah and Just, so he, was, <laughs> he like pushes your buddy in a well and is like Ka-pow! <laughs> pretty much I mean I guess they were best friends so she just thought it was like fair game <laughs> so yeah so Doc Holliday is actually immortal in this series how's and, that a curse well he was stuck in a well for 166 oh. years. Oh. I see. Yeah. He has some really bad, like, claustrophobia and buried alive trauma that he has to deal with. I would bet. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, part of that is you just kind of, like, come used to it. But anytime you hear somebody make a noise out there, you're like, no way. Come <laughs> on. No way. It's it's a great show, and I Sounds think it's really, really cool good. if you like uh, gunslingers and stuff like that. 
it's cool because you never see guns in fantasy and or supernatural like this. Yeah, yeah. That does look And it, cool. it's an old cult that has a bunch of runes on it. So, so that she uses to cult kill them. Pistol, not yes, cult yes. group of fanatics. No, cult as in a gun. Mm. Yes. It, it's super cool. And later and, on a knife? Maybe? Yes, and later on a sword. Sword. That's weird. I don't like it anymore. No, yeah. Definitely. It only happened once. It's fine. It only <laughs> I swear, guys, I only touched the sword once. Alright, sick. <laughs> so, Winona Earp on Definitely. Netflix, you said. Yes, Netflix. Gnarly. That looks super sick. And please like, support them, because they, I they really want season most, four. <laughs> well, they definitely don't have a lot of, like I was going to say, not a lot of marketing, like with Annihilation. Yeah. Um, okay. Moving into what I was going to recommend, Kill Six Sorry. Billion Demons. Per- <laughs> perfectly fine. They have, uh, it's written up by a guy named Abaddon. So if you're worried about that, uh, don't be, because it's cool. Okay. Let me just run the six billion demons it is a web comic turned book series Ooh. on six kill six billion demons.com it is one of the old if you're familiar with older style internet web comics where everyone just had their own website and you just kind of like click through the forums as they go okay it's in that style it's been going since 2014 wow. or 2016 the art kind of started around 2014. I don't know if the first publication was 2016 or not. He's up to four books. And the whole idea is that this girl, Allison, is on a date with her, uh, like, it's like an early kind of boyfriend's girlfriend situation. Uh, and then some guy teleports into the room, puts a glowing white gem in her forehead, and a bunch of Ghost Rider-looking fools come and decapitate him and steal her boyfriend. What? And then she just wakes up in a giant bustling um, city full of celestial beings of various ranks and affiliations. And that's this like sounds amazing. that's like page two. Wow. <laughs> it only you know- goes crazier from there. I really enjoy all the women empowerment that we're getting from these recommendations. Bro, she she learns a move way later on called 10 Cubit Spear that can technically, if done correctly, murder a god. Dang. And in the current, like, the most current comic, she's in a big fight with a bunch of guys, and she just, like, superhuman formed with her friend who's a demon and her girlfriend now. Hey. And they just threw a, they're about to throw, no, they threw a 30 cubit spear. We never, we didn't know you could do that. We didn't know you could like, one, we didn't know that a, a human could wear a demon mask and become big. And two, you didn't, we didn't know that a cubit, 10 cubit spear could go to 30 like so, like so, but like, let me break it down. Over four books, and you could burn through this comic in a weekend. Quite honestly, it's not a difficult read. It's very well structured, and there's a lot on the web page that'll tell you more about the world if you want. But like the level of growth that her character goes through, and at one point she does go like 
back from the city and de- like decides a lot of things and moves forward with her to sit and like grows as a character and it's really cool to watch but it's like she was here and she's way up here <laughs> but she still obviously has so much to learn because she's still making mistakes and it's uh... not like it's not new mistakes it's always been the same character flaw and she's like she's see, like everyone else sees it and she starts to see it it's really good actually sorry can you hear that dogs yeah hold yeah. on it, it's all right I'm sorry it's fine. Yeah, uh, kill six billion demons, everybody. It's got a bunch of cool stuff and uh, still being worked on today. It's awesome. I recommend okay, it. Okay, it's fine. Oh, yeah? <laughs> Sorry. They got excited over something? Yeah, Parker just got home. So. Uh, you have dogs is kind of what we're, you're letting us know. Yes, I have lots of dogs. Cole is at home, and that's where this is being recorded. So, Kill Six Billion Demons. Oh, uh, no, I lost audio. uh Uh-oh. Can you hear? Yes, okay, I got it. Cool, I'm just doing the outro now. Okay. Um, Anything that you want to plug as we go? uh, Obviously, go watch all those things that we just talked about, recommendations. Where where do you find that uh, book? The, it's the on seven billion demons. Kill six billion demons. I'm gonna sh- just share it to you, like through Slack. If you're yes, cool with that, give it that, to me. That's your weekend, uh, for you. I also just wanted to make the comment. It seems like a more mature version of uh, Steven Universe. I wouldn't say mature. I would say uh, ha- mm, maybe. <laughs> Just see the gems and stuff. Now that I think of... No, it is more mature. And the morphing together. It is more mature because there's a lot more gore. Ah, I see. And the morphing thing, that's new. Okay. And there's a lot. There's a lot. Yeah. There's just a lot. Like... I could go into it, but also I'll, I'll you got it. I'll read you it. read it, and we'll just talk about it later. Yes, because it's good. Yeah, and I want, and he's still working on it, so he's not done with book five. That's nice. But he updates the website every time he's done with something. So I'm like, please give me more, <laughs> more, because there's a new angel character that just showed up. We don't know anything about him, but what? they know everything about the other angel that's been with the group the whole time. So it's just new, more new. So uh, I'm done rambling, though. I genuinely need to stop. Okay. Because we've been recording for a bit. Uh, Cole, thank you so much for coming on. Of course. AJ, you are gone, but thank you for coming on. Uh, Everybody, uh, this has been your episode of Cruising the Planet. Cole, do you have anything you'd like to share right at the end? No, just uh, be safe, stay at home, find things to do, don't be bored exactly stay inside of your homes as much as possible try not to come into contact with others if you have to get on a video call service like this today we set up a discord for the station to do just that um that's everything that i have this has been your episode of cruising the planet where you can find things to do in and around stevenville every week if you've enjoyed the show don't forget to recommend us to your friends and if you want to find more things made by us follow the links in the description uh and if you have any questions or suggestions ask them in the comments or on twitter with the hashtag 
cruising question, and we might just read your question on the show. So far, no one's done it, so I might just cut that out of the ending script, but it's fine. <laughs> Maybe one day. One day, when someone actually listens to the podcast to the end and, like, does something about it. You cowards, I can see you all there turning the episode off when I start the bu- I press the big purple button. <laughs> I don't have any outro music on this, so we're just going to turn this off. And uh, Cole, I will, I'm working all day tomorrow, so I'll be talking to you tomorrow, probably through communication stuff. Yes. So, but everyone else, you have a good week and a good weekend.